0: welcome to self-made milf the podcast i'm your host lauren gordon mom of three girls multi-passionate entrepreneur storyteller creator and coach to the high achievers of the world this is the podcast for the woman who wants it all the bank account the body the impact the family the freedom this is where we redefine what it really means to be a milf and be a woman who gets it all Together with me and our amazing guests, we are pulling back the curtains and revealing what it really takes to create your dream life, from how to build the confidence and resilience to go after what you want unapologetically, to navigating the realities of motherhood, mental health, and life as a high-achieving woman. Welcome to the Self Made Mill Podcast. Okay, um, hi everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Self Made Milk Podcast. I'm super excited today. We have someone who feels like a friend to me, um, but we've never actually had a proper conversation until now, and it's going to be a really good one. This topic is something that I feel this person is probably one of the best to talk about. Um, this is this is a topic that is so important for women who are successful, who are ambitious. This is something that I would guarantee all women have thought about. If, if you're not thinking of this right now, you've thought about this at some point, this is specifically for you if you are in a relationship. And if you're not, you're still gonna wanna listen to this because this is gonna be something that comes up within your own mind and your relationships, for sure. Um, so without further ado, Taylor, I have Taylor Lee with me. And Taylor, if you just want to, Let's start out. Let's start out with what does it mean to be a MILF?
1: <laughs> <Do> you- <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm so excited to be here. What does it mean to be a MILF? I just think like in my hot, rich mom era, which I love because I feel like we can define that for ourselves. Because I I will say like, you know, my body's been through a lot. <laughs> But I will also say like two kids so quickly, all the things that I think according to society, I may not feel my hottest, but I wrote a post the other day where I will. And obviously the stem before a post, but I, I was like, I like myself like a lot. Like I like how I look like I like who I am. I like how I am as a mom. I like who I am as a wife. And of course I've liked parts of me before, but I just feel like it was like, Almost sadly, but also really cool. Like the first time I was like, I really felt it. Like I wasn't trying for self-love. I wasn't trying to fake it. And so I just want to say that because you can look however you look, you can make, you, make you can have whatever style of parenting you have, and you can feel like a mouth. That's what I think.
0: Yep. Yep. No, I love it. <laughs> it's funny because it's one of those things that of course you can look at it from the obvious angle of, well, it's just, you know, mom hot but <laughs> how I view it is, is very similar. It's, it's the woman who's confident in her skin and her body, and she's really unapologetic just overall and in, in who she is and what she wants. And I think you encompass that beautifully as do everybody who listens to this podcast, I think. So, um, I love that. I love that. Now I have another interesting question for you. So did you always know that you would be a MILF one day? <laughs>
1: or did you Uh, no, I really was like, not the person that like, I don't know what I, I, I will say, like, to be honest, I feel like I always knew I would be successful. I had a very different picture of what that would look like, but I like, that was honestly my number one focus in life for like, whatever reason, like even from a kid, I was like, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to have money. I'm not going to be worried about money. Like, just I think I grew up around that so much, and I did have like I kind of want to say like, but I didn't know if I'd really ever be a mom or a wife. Or- I would think about things like, you know, I'm gonna take my kids out to dinner and they're gonna be able to get whatever they want because we got like a limit. Like, okay, you got to get eight dollars or less. So like, what, what, like whatever the, you know, my dad would look at the menu and kind of determine what was appropriate, and there'd be like two options. <laughs> like when you're at that awkward age where you can't get the kids' meal anymore and you have to order the adult menu. <laughs> No, I can relate. Yeah. 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 So I I think I knew that I, for some reason I knew that I didn't know that I would love being a mom so much and that that would like take over my life in the best way. Um, but I, I think deep down I kind of did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of knew you would answer it that way. (laughs) Not going to lie. Um, no, but truly uh, what I find is it's not an uncommon thing to have that feeling that i'm going to be successful one day and then pour all of your focus into that i find mm-hmm. that that's how i felt and it's, it's a feeling that if you describe it to a particular kind of person they'll look at you like you're insane but for the small percentage of women who are just wildly ambitious and resilient from a young age i think we all have that feeling it's it's you can't really put it into words but i I've said it to people before. I'm like, I knew, I just knew I was meant for big things. I knew I was meant to do big things. And, um, yeah. So I had a feeling you'd say that I had a feeling you'd say that. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, so how did you become, how did you like personally become a self-made elf?
1: Oh man. I feel like that's a big question. (laughs) You know, the thing is, is like, I feel like I could not have imagined this a because I didn't even know like what I do today exists like I my maybe I did always know I was going to be a MILF because I wanted to be a news anchor that was like my dream like beautiful done up and and here I mean I don't know if people will ever see this video but like I am in pajamas and the fluffiest cardigan and my hair like I was, I literally, this is how I got ready for the episode. I'm like deodorant, a little bit of perfume, even though you can't smell me and fix my ponytail instead of being like the crazy bun I slept in. That's what I did. Yeah. I honestly haven't even brushed my teeth yet. Let's be honest. Like that's where we're at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what I wanted. Like, I was like, I'm going to be a news anchor. So I just kind of like took the steps toward that, but I went, you know, when you go to school for that, like at least in my experience, I ended up with some teachers that were very creative and they did things like freelancing on the side and they would talk about that. And I even got to go to like um, one of our teachers who did film. He did like film. He was a film, whatever you call that, like freelancer, like he filmed films. I don't know. And he took us to one of the sets for a class. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't even know what that meant. Like I started researching what it meant to be a freelancer. And then I stumbled across like job board sites. And then I ended up having my own freelance work. And in college, like one of my friends, it's just, it just happens to be that I moved to a town where one of my roommates from college lives like 10 minutes away. And every time we see each other, she's like, I cannot believe you're so successful because I did all of your work in college. (laughs) Cause I would be on the computer, like doing my client work. And then she would be on her computer doing like my script or my like Photoshop project or like whatever I had to be doing for that. Yep. She's like, how did you end up being this successful? <laughs> but that's what happened. And then I found coaching industry and you know, here we are. Yep. Yep. It's, you were resourceful.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you were smart, but look, look, I mean, yeah. I think it's, it's not like you're, you know, you were slugging off. You, you, you just found what you, you found your calling from an early age. One, one could say, right? You found some sort of a calling from an early age. You followed it. And I think that's beautiful. Just that in and of itself, because so many women, we're going to talk about women specifically, don't allow themselves to do that. A lot of women in that position, if we go back to that moment in that time in your life, you know, finding something that lights you up way more than whatever you're talking about in this classroom a lot of women would sit there and talk themselves out of it. A lot of women do sit there and talk themselves out of it and go, well, but this is this. Well, but blah, 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 blah. And I love all the people that are in my world, me, you, like who this show is for. We, we do the opposite. And I think it's interesting to look at, okay, is that a nature versus nurture thing? Is that because we had figures growing up that told us we can follow our desires, right? We can just do the thing that's calling us. Um, or is that something that you're kind of born with? What, what do you think?
1: Well, do you know what's interesting? And this is some this is one of the things that it kind of annoys me. But anybody who anybody who knew me as a like kid, teen, college student who I went to school with, any of my friends from that like era of life, they would honestly like they 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 struggle to comprehend what I do today because they remember me as like not super smart and really ditzy and like like that. You know the friends that are close enough to be like, you were so dumb Taylor that's literally how people think of me, like from that time of life. And they're like, what happened? But do you know what it is? It's like, if I'm interested in something and I can see like the future and the potential in it, I'm obsessed and I'm good at it. And I, I've, I've had so many different skill sets and like in my business, like I taught myself basically everything and that's what happened in school. Like I had to have extra help <laughs> because it's like, I would lose interest. I'd be like, I can't do this. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like my projects would be horrible because I just would lose interest. Cause I'm like, what's the point? Especially. And that's where like college, the first year of college was really easy for me. Cause I was so excited and lit up and I thought I was gonna be a news anchor. And then the second year was pretty tough for me because I was like, I'm not going to use any of this. Like I'm long gone. Like I'm into my career now, people. <laughs> but like, so here I am like getting paid and thriving. But then in, in terms of probably what my teachers saw and what my friends saw, they were like, how is this girl even getting through school? Because I could not comprehend anything that would come out of the teacher's mouth that second year of school. Cause I was, I just lost, there was no future in it. I lost interest in it. That's just how I am. So I do think like, that's part of how, where I got of like, just following the interest, following where I could see potential following where I could see a future and that's, those are the things, I don't know what it is about me, but that's, that's all I can focus on and like be interested in. And I, I just make myself be good at it. Do you think that can be taught? Honestly, no, honestly. I don't, I don't think so. No. I don't
0: yeah. think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think there are some things that you're born with, I, I, I believe that I do. And there are some things that are skills that can be taught. And I, out of all the women you have mentored, you have coached, I would, I would guess that you've seen that demonstrated very clearly that some women have that and some don't. And even after being given all of the tools and the resources and the, and the time and the mentorship, there's still some that don't have that. Yeah. yeah
1: and I think that's why it's so important to like prioritize getting to know who you are because my first year of business uh well not my first year of business but my first year of coaching where it was like social media and my fa- my face is the business people are hiring me for me versus like I feel like when I was a freelancer it was like oh cute cheap college student like of course she's good at social media I'll hire her but co- um coaching was so different and a lot of my insecurities came up from school of like, she can't spell. She's kind of ditzy. She's kind of dumb. She doesn't pay attention. She doesn't care. Like that would go through my mind. And every time I'd make a mistake, that's what I would think about. Why am I saying this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) this You keep going. It was great. I
1: was like, what were we
0: talking about? Listen, let me preface everything that we say after this moment with Taylor and I are both mothers of (laughs) Taylor is 202. I got three under four. And so oh gosh. But, and, and women who are listening to the show are mothers. We're mothers. They get it. The brain goes in and out. It's not a, like it's a thing and it's okay. So. Oh, I remember anyways. why I was
1: saying it. I remember why I was saying it, but through that there was a lot of healing work that had to be done. Cause it would bother me. Like I would be kind of sad. Like why do people see me like that? But then also I'd be like, that's who I am. But That was not who I was. Then I started to realize, no, when I'm interested in something, I'm good at it. I love it. I, I run after it. Like I started just learning about myself and that's why like teach their own what you believe in, but that's why I do like like astrology and human design and the personality test, except I hate the Enneagram. I don't know about you. I hate that test. We could, we don't have to talk about that, but I hate that test. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's why that's so important though, because what I also want to say is if you don't have like an entrepreneurial spirit, that's fine. You can still be successful. You are still a great human. Like I think sometimes it can sound like especially in the coaching world where we're encouraging people like leave your job, like freedom, like for me the idea of having a job is like Whoa. I would just I would just die. I could not do it. But for some people that's great. And so you got to learn who you are. So like yeah, I don't know if it can necessarily be taught and I've totally seen what you're saying 100%. And to someone who's not really fitting in. It's like, but learn about yourself, figure out like what does work for you. Cause there's something that you can thrive in for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Now I, I agree a hundred percent because I did the same thing. I actually, I just, there's some, something inside me said, you just need to, you need to figure out who you are. Everything else will fall into place. Yes. And that's not taught in school. Nobody sat us down in school and said, Hey, just take a year, take a, take six months, just, just figure out who you are. Um, Instead, we're, you know, we're t- taught to choose a degree, choose a degree, choose a college, choose your classes. It's nothing about you. And I'm so glad that I, well, I dropped out after, after a year, you you stayed in college, right? You got your degree, right?
1: Well, here's the thing. This is not going to make sense for what I'm saying, but this is why I was always like, you guys are the dumb ones because I graduated high school with a two-year degree. So I only had to go to college for two years. So I did make it, I made it through that. I made it through the two years.
0: Okay. Well, it's still longer than me. Yeah. I got through one year. See, th- this is a pattern. This is what I love. I love, I, I love breaking, breaking the societal norms. Of course, you know, it's, I was having this conversation with, with one of my sisters and I was like, you know, if you get out there in the world, you talk to financially successful women, you will find there are a lot that don't go to college <laughs> or don't finish college and it's okay. But those, those women that take that route, they often prioritize something very different, which is themselves. It's figuring out who they are. And then, like you said, finding the things that interest you and then going full speed ahead. And I just yeah. love, that. now I have an interesting question off the back of that. So you, okay, so, so you put yourself through, you got the two years of college, you're freelancing, and then you start coaching that grows quickly. I'm going to fast forward a minute. So you're at the point now, million dollar business, two under two, let's just get into the topic. Okay. Is that okay? Can I just, I I have a big question. Okay. So, so you're here, you got this business, you got these beautiful babies and somewhere along the way, you and your now husband had the conversation that so many women want to have, or they're thinking about, or society tells us we should consider it. And that is the conversation of should one of us retire? And particularly should you retire? Hey babe, should you retire? Should I keep should I keep running this business full speed ahead? So I would love to hear now, let's pivot into the, the, the topic. Should financially successful women retire their husband? Yes or no? And what has your experience been like? And I have a couple of specific questions, but
1: I would love to hear just what comes through. I think that it's worth a shot. <laughs> it's, I don't really have a yes or no, because There's so much I could say. So I'm really excited to have this topic. It's not as easy breezy as I thought it would be. And I will also say like, I do think that both of us would agree that it was the right move. And it's like what we plan on to, to like stay in this. I do think the dynamic will change because we have a ton of ideas for like other things we want to do like in the real world. But um, Like it wasn't a super easy transition. Like I thought it would be like, And like, I think the picture is painted. And so I, I'll just say it's top of mind for this topic is like, I got a online so much feedback about it way more than I thought. Like I thought it would just be celebrated. Like, Oh my God, so inspiring. And I do get that. Don't get me wrong. But I get questions that are like kind of appalling. I'm like,
0: let's go what's what's the what's the one question you have gotten so let me just preface this by telling everybody who's listening to the show that taylor shares her life beautifully unapologetically she you know she she does what a lot of us do do but it's not always easy to do and she you know she she shares what what she's celebrating personally and yes one thing that i have seen you celebrate that i've loved to see is that transition of uh her husband you know was working full time to retiring, essentially retiring, which we can define that in a minute, but retiring from his career, his job and Taylor being the main, the breadwinner, right. Being the the main sole provider. So I would love to hear that. So you've gotten, I want to say it's backlash. Maybe, maybe you, maybe call it that. Maybe not. It's, it's some controversy, right. When you were just openly celebrating the fact that it was happening and you're like, he's home. He's I retired my husband. I saw all of this unfolding. I, I got to watch it. So what was the, what was the one question that you still remember that somebody has asked, or maybe a comment that was made that really made you sit back and may, maybe question it yourself, or maybe, maybe just, um, maybe just show you that, Oh, hang on. Some women don't, don't want this. Like what's that
1: one question or comment that you I'll have? tell you a few. I'll tell you a few. Cause there's a few, but I've stuck with the, but I will say, honestly, like they didn't really make me question it. It was more so like the actual, like things that we've had to work here. I was like, Oh my God. Like I definitely, I'm not going to lie. I've had moments where I'm like, did I literally ruin everything doing this? I've mm-hmm. had those moments a hundred percent, a few times, but the que- I've had people de- questions or comments of like, um, and these are not people I was having conversations with, to be clear. This isn't like you and I talking and then you're like, someone told me this, or I heard like, it's not that it's like a random DM. That's like a mile long there. They just say this, or I've never talked to a person before. Um. So I've had like someone in one of their messages basically say like, I'd love for you to talk about, because I, I had a friend who did that and her, like her sex life was immediately ruined, like out the window. I was like, Oh, Okay. Like, okay, great. I don't know what to say to that. That is so random to be messaging a complete stranger on the internet. I've had a lot of people, a lot. I don't want to be that person. Like so many of you have DM me. I've, I've had a couple people tell, like message me something like I really have thought of, and these are also like, a lot of them are single. Like, it has nothing to do with you yet. Like, leave me alone. But I've had a few people like tell me like, I've thought about this, but I can't imagine my man not being able to take me on vacation or buy me gifts or do like do something financial for me, take pay for our date or whatever. Um, and I also had someone ta- ask me if I knew if I had heard the stats around how much more likely you are to get a divorce when the woman is the breadwinner. <laughs> All right. So clearly I there's know, a around this. I tell you really what they are because I feel like they're intense. Like I was like, Whoa,
0: like, so let's back up for a second. Okay. If you had to sum it up in, cause this, what I want this conversation to do, I want this conversation to two things. Number one, just open up the conversation to this topic that a lot of women don't know how to talk about and are very judgmental around. So let's just open up a non-judgmental conversation. Number two, I wanted to actually help women that are currently maybe in a relationship uh, and and just have had these thoughts of, you know, is it gonna be best for one of us to stop working? Is it gonna be best yeah. for him to stop working? So I wanted to do those two things. So let's back up. If you had to sum it up, like, for you personally and your relationship personally, why did you and him? and Frankie decide for him to retire from his stuff.
1: So for me it just made a lot of sense. Like um I grew up in like a kind of weird household situation however and I and it's so funny because I always like hated this actually growing up in a way I didn't I didn't appreciate it as a kid but my dad owned a business and his kind of thing was like he didn't want anyone else to really have to work unless it was like with him and for him. And I felt, I wasn't actually trapped in that. It wasn't like an abusive, forceful thing, but I was like, it, I was like, you know, I'm like I'm going to do my own thing in this world. I'm not working for your landscaping business my whole life. Okay. But now I can see it. Like we had a lot of freedom that I didn't realize when I was a kid that was much more than money. Cause we weren't rich. It's not like he had this crazy, but we had like enough where like, yeah, his partner didn't have to work. I wouldn't have had to get another job. Like we could have been totally fine. And it's like, we did get to do a lot of things and we spent a lot of time together. Like we were always out and about on the weekends together. It was always about family. And you know, as a teenager, it sucks. Like you hate it. Like, I don't want to be hanging out with my dad every day of my life. This is so annoying. But now looking back, like I can think like, oh, I didn't realize that that's not what people's life looks like. Mm -hmm. Because that was just so normal for me. So... I like when I was working, like it was just weird. Like obviously before we had kids, it was still weird, but it was just different like it wasn't like family dynamic. It was just like we were dating, like we were together, we lived together. But it was like I would work from home all day alone. I would do nothing. I had no friends, which is kind of my own issue, but (laughs) at the time. And then like Frankie would work. And I want to be clear, like he had a great job. Like he was successful. He wasn't, I mean, he wasn't working like minimum wage, like he had a career but he would be working like, because he was successful in the real world, he would work all day. So it's like, he was out of the house for 12 hours, usually 10 to 12 hours. I was home alone. And then once we had our daughter, our first daughter, it was like, it really kind of frustrated me. Even though we had a good job and in the United States, there's not a lot of good, like maternity leave, paternity leave, but his work gave him four weeks off. Like, you know, which is amazing for here. Um, that was just through his job, not through the government. And so that was great. But like, when you went back to work, like I was so sad and there's like so many things that you miss when you're gone all day. And there's so many things you can't do. Like I was like, cause this is also where I'm starting to make, I'm on track for seven figures. And I'm like, we could be like house hunting. We could be traveling. Like we could be doing all these things, but we can't cause you have to work every single day. Like there's no flexibility with it. So that is I mean, I was, I already started having the conversation like five years before that. Like I'm the crazy girlfriend. Like I'm a little pushy. Okay. But it really, (laughs) (laughs) like, you're going to propose to me. We're going to have babies. You're going to retire. Like, this has been a long conversation. Okay. But it really started to become clear when it was like, oh wait, yeah, you're right. Like we have like a lot of savings building up. You're bringing in a lot of money. Like, and what, what is hard too, is like, you don't want to be offensive about it, which was kind of part of the issue. Cause like, how do you say, like, you should leave your job without being like your successful career makes literally no difference in our life. In fact, it takes away from our life in pretty much every single way. That's like what it sounds like. It might be even what you say sometimes when you're frustrated. <laughs> um, but that's when it became clear. It was for me, it was just about having more time together, you know, and like more flexibility. And it's funny. Cause right now I'm like, you couldn't pay me to travel with these kids. Like, <laughs> do not mm-hmm. put me on a freaking airplane right now. <laughs> but like, I, I like that. Like, I like that we're home together all day, every day. Like, I like that. I think that's special. And I, I didn't realize that that's not what every household was like. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to have that. And that's, and 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 he felt the same way too, at that point, when I was making six figures in my business and he's making six figures in a job, which is actually more money in your job. he He was not on the same page, but he no. got on the same page. <laughs>
0: I'm curious what that conversation, the, one of the final conversations I would, I would love to have a, a behind the scenes look at what was that final conversation? What did that look like? The one where you both agreed, it came to the conclusion that, okay, this is what we're doing because I think that could be helpful as well for women that want to have this conversation or at least open it up. Um, what did that, what did that look like?
1: It wasn't like a sit-down formal. I think the thing was is because we had talked about it for so long and because it had been on the table for so long. And this has been with a lot of things in our life. He was a no, 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 no. Until one day it was like suddenly somehow his idea, like a <laughs> total, absolute yes. Like, I'm like, okay. Like it wasn't really a formal conversation at all. It was just like a, I think he just kind of hit like a screw this, like. I don't even need this. You know what I mean? Like, it, this is the thing though. If you are kind of impatient and pushy, like me advice that I was given is like, usually in a relationship, um, which is great. So, like we talk a lot about masculine feminine. Cause that's like everybody's issue with this whole dynamic is the way it was described to me one day by a coach that I love was like, the woman is like the little red sporty Corvette. Like she can turn, she can do a U-turn in a second, like pew, easy. The man is like a big semi-truck. It's like, forward, beep, beep, like, you know, like a 10 point turn, whatever. I don't know. And that's what it's like. It's like, you're ready to go. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And he's not. And then he is. And so that's, that's, I mean, I can't, I honestly, like, it was so qu- It was so slow and so quick at the same time. That I couldn't even tell you like mm-hmm. most, most big things like that in my life. It could be like, we were sitting here in this place and that, like, this is one of the situations where I literally could not even tell you. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I love that. I think that that is helpful in and of itself, which is what, what you're saying is it wasn't one conversation that led to the outcome of, you know, choosing for him to retire. It was a series of conversations. And I think that's what a, a lot of women do need to hear these successfully, financially, um, financially successful women need to hear is that I think what we want a lot of the time is that one and done conversation. Well, we'll just talk about it once. Yeah. Like let's, or, or if you get that backlash and he says, no, then we just want to push. We just want to, we want to get our way in that one conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I always see women do this where they're like, oh, my husband said no, or he would never go for it. Or, and I'm always like, no, 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 don't, don't think like that. Like now don't, don't be pushy and annoying. Like I can sometimes be, but like, it's okay to like hint about it. Wouldn't that be nice? Like but don't do it in this like aggressive, like I'm mad until you say yes way, but like keep thinking about it. Keep talking about it. Like enjoy it as if it's like just a daydream. I I can basically guarantee you he will become a yes. I don't know. <laughs> just don't, don't in your mind, let it be a no. Like let it, if you really want something, they tend to get behind it. They're just slower. <laughs> yep. And no, I love, I love that you brought up masculine
0: feminine dynamics because I have personally, I feel like I've, had to dive into this in the last two Mm -hmm. years, like heavily (laughs) for Mm -hmm. reasons, but, um, it has been, I I, I've seen many, many times people talking about the fact that men, yes, they're likely to come around, right. If it's something that we want as the woman, but we can, we cannot push that, that will, that will, that will, um, only make the process longer and potentially maybe completely removed the idea of it from their brain. Um, so I love, I love that analogy you gave too of the car. What'd you say a Corvette, Corvette and a A Corvette and like a semi truck. It's it's so true. I've experienced so it's so true. Um, so what were your biggest fears around doing it? Like making the decision, him retiring, what were your biggest fears?
1: Honestly, this is the funny thing is like, I had no fears. I was so, I was like, let's go. Like, I was so ready because I had been like dreaming of it for like at least five years, if not longer. And I was just, I felt really good around money. I I feel like it's funny because what I want to say is, I feel like I did it. It happened in the perfect timing for me. Like, when I was really solid, really confident, felt very abundant. I was not afraid at all, not in the slightest. And I will say that after the fact, we've had some road bumps. We've had some parts that have been really hard that I didn't expect. Like a lot of people when it happened, and I don't think anyone meant this question in a bad way, but people did ask, like, are you afraid you're going to feel a lot of pressure? I got that question a lot. And is he afraid that he's not going to have like a passion or like something like that, right? I was like, no, like, I don't think that at all. And yeah, both of those things did actually come up but I wasn't, I was not, I was like, no, I'm not. Why would I feel pressure? Like I make so much money. We have so much savings. Like he has all these things he's going to do. And it's about our family. Like, no, we're going to be hundred percent good. (laughs) I was a little delusional, but
0: (laughs) look, look, I, have you heard of the term um, delusional optimism? Have you heard that term? That's a thing.
1: Maybe, but I, yeah, I love it. I'm here for it. Exactly.
0: Well, (laughs) what I've found is it's a pattern (laughs) that ambitious, successful women have, um, it's delusional. Op- it basically, it sounds, mm. crazy than it is. it's not that you're just insane. It's that you believe in what, whatever the thing is, no matter what, no matter what anybody else says, no matter what, like, no matter what. And so with this, I think that's beautiful. That's beautiful that you said there, there was nothing. You had no fears, nothing. And so that, that, okay. So you had no fears. So fast forward. So some things did come up. What came up? What came up and what was unexpected that maybe women should just keep in mind? You don't have to fear it, but maybe keep in mind, even if you are so confident and and uh, you know you have no fears. What came up for you then along the way, and at what point into your journey of being the bread breadwinner did these things come up?
1: Um, let me think if I can remember at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, when we moved, when we moved and I then also was like unexpectedly pregnant with my second. So it was like, that was a whole nother loop. So now it's like, okay, now I'm having two kids, which I thought I would feel confident in like, oh, I've already done one. No, I was like, I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like a lot of moms that have one were like, I do not understand how people do it with two or three or four. I don't understand how you ever take care of more than one child. Cause one is so much. So I was not very confident in that. And I think that did rock my confidence. Like once that happened and that happened, like right before we made the move, um, like, yeah, like I signed the closing paperwork in May and we moved in July and I found out I was pregnant in May after signing the papers. So (laughs) like, and then once we, so at first I was like, Hey, it's gonna be fine. That's when I was like trying to hype myself up. And then once we got here, I was like, we are not going to be fine. Um, but I I also think I get like a lot of anxiety in my second trimester of pregnancy. That's just, I've just noticed that like, that's just hard for me. So I think that was part of it. So there was that where I was like, I'm going to have to take a maternity leave. I don't know how we're ever going to take care of two kids. For some reason, I thought we would never be able to find help with the kids. Like, and we were also noticing, like, um, I am not stay at home mom material and, Frankie is a really good hands-on dad and husband, and he's not, like he's not a full-time like we're the same. Like I just feel like we are literally the same. We love our kids to death. We're so hands-on with them. We spend so much time with them, and we need a break. And also, we need a break. Like it wasn't like a flip flop. Like okay, all it just didn't work out. So now I'm like, we're never going to find a nanny that can handle two kids, which is so easy to find. Like that's so normal. Um, so that happened, and then. I do think that because we did end up getting a nanny, so it was like, okay, at least he had his role. Like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna watch the kids while you work. And then that didn't like, I just was noticing like that he wasn't thriving in that. Not that he wasn't taking care of them. It was just like, he wasn't like as happy as he could be. And it felt like a lot on him. It just wasn't his dream job. So then when that was away, it was like, well, wow, what am I even going to do? You know, I have like five hours a day. Like, what am I even, what's my purpose? What's all the things that people did ask me about was like, no, he's not going to struggle with that. That did come up. Um, And I'll also say like moving here, it was kind of like, you know, I moved to Connecticut away from all my family. And then when we moved to Florida, it was like, we moved away from all his family. And there's a few things there that I felt like a lot of guilt about actually like, wow, I just like ruined these relationships that he had. And like, so that was hard as well. And also at the same time that I'm feeling that self-inflicted, he's navigating that. And also like never living more than an hour away from your entire family, like to moving across the country. I'm sure you get that. Like he had to navigate a lot of that too. Meanwhile, like in my moments of trying to make myself feel better, I'm like, well, I did it. (laughs) But then also (laughs) feeling so guilty. (laughs) The guilt is real. The guilt yeah. is,
0: it can be a lot. Yeah. It can be heavy. It can feel, it can feel so heavy, so heavy.
1: Um, and do you know what I want to say really quick though? I think that self-made milfs have this projection on them that you have to be in a power couple relationship and that that looks a certain way that you will both be very successful, high earning entrepreneurs. And that's it. That is like the only way that like a successful woman can be successful in a relationship and have her match. I don't think that's true. And like, when I think about that, like, I don't know, but like, I just don't feel like I would really want that because I feel like, I feel like we already have enough, like, like, let's be real, even a successful business, like there's stress, there's up and downs, there's pressure. I can't imagine us both having that at the same time. And like, Thinking about him work, like it would just be the same issue, like working all the time. And like, what are the odds that his super successful business would also be at home? Low. You know what I mean? So I just, that's something that like, was also a lot for me to navigate too, was like, what is my version of a successful relationship? Because I think that that's projected on us a lot, power couple, but I think you can be in a power couple relationship and it look nothing like that.
0: Yep. Yep. I love that. The one power couple that just came to mind when you said that was like Grant Cardone and I think Elena, 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 Elena Cardone. Yeah. Like the epitome of power couple, right? Yeah. You see them and it's, I think it's easy to go, oh, that's, that's the goal. Like if I don't have that, I haven't met my soulmate or I haven't, whatever, you know? And I love that you brought that up because I think a lot of women who, maybe feel like they're with their person, they see these power couples, how, how society has defined them and gone, oh, wait, that's actually, I don't have that. Is there something wrong? Like, mm-hmm. do I need to end my relationship? Like, do, you know, um, what ways, I'm curious, what, how, how do you feel most taken care of? Because if we're going to, let's, let's bring the, the masculine feminine dynamics back into the conversation for a minute. So a big thing with women, right? We, we do love feeling taken care of. And a lot of people that might see these relationships where the woman is the breadwinner, winner, the, the man has a different role, right. Would make the assumption that, oh, well, she's, she's not taken care of. Maybe she doesn't feel taken care of. How do you feel taken care of? How, do, how does, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the question.
1: <laughs> it's definitely, I think different than what other people are thinking. But I think when you're like a six, like a successful woman and you can make good money, it's like, I'm not super impressed by someone taking me on vacation or t- buying my dinner. Like that doesn't feel like oh my gosh. Like that doesn't do it for me because I'm like I'll buy my own dinner. You know what I mean? I'll I'll pay my for my own vacation. And I'll take all our whole family. Like, um, not that that's not nice, of course. But even gifts, I'm like I'll just buy my own gifts. Like I know what I want. I have the money. It's fine. Like, and gifts is not my love language either. Anyway, and that's just something that's come up a few times with people. But you know, for me what I think is perfect in our relationship is I have a lazy side with things I'm not passionate about. Like I love eating, but I don't like prepare. I, I'm like, I'll just literally, honestly, you guys, like if I did not have someone taking care of me, I would just go to McDonald's and eat like no shame. I, like I've said this all the
0: time. I, I'm we're so we're <laughs> like, enjoying, but I'm not the housewife that I, I do not enjoy cooking. I do not enjoy preparing food. I enjoy eating the food. And yeah, if I would, if I was single, I probably would eat out at least once a day. <laughs> Um, that's what
1: I tell him all the time. And, and he's always like, Why are you saying that? Because I'm like, if I was single, <laughs> I would order in every meal or go out. I would never, I would be that person that has an empty fridge, like maybe some water bottles in there. Like that would be my life, like my splurge, like Coca-Cola. Like, that's it. That would be in the fridge. But um, even as a mom, like maybe there'd be some strawberries or something to cut up for them. Like, I'm not that person, but like, for example. And I've had some busier days because I took a break and we just happened to have all these things going on. So like yesterday I was like, okay, I have a busy day. And that's all I really told him. I have calls, whatever. I didn't tell him the time. I didn't tell him anything. It's like, everything was taken care of. Like grocery shopping was done. Dinner was planned. He made my lunch. Like I went out to just like, I'm like, I even thought I was like, I might even have time for lunch. Like, I'm just going to get a new water, like get ready for my next call. He's like, here's your lunch. Like ready to go. Like waiting there. Kids are chill when I'm done working and the nanny's gone. Like they're all like, occupied and he's cooking. And it's like, I just, I don't have to think about anything else. And then he's telling me all these things that he's like, okay, I called the person to fix your fan. I did this. Like I have this person scheduled. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Because that's the stuff that stresses me out that I don't like to do that. He is actually really good at. And I don't think like, like that's sexist. Like, okay, women should make the sandwich. No, he made me my sandwich and he liked it. And I liked it.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Love, love, I, I love, I love, I, first of all, that's, that's beautiful. And here's, I would love to hear your thought on this. I think when it, when we, when we boil it down, I think what women, what we, we really want, all we really want in a relationship in and in our dream relationship, it's initiative. It's initiative from the other person, whether that is in the form of Whatever, working hard, you know, to make your business a success, or whatever, or it's initiative to get all the stuff done around the house, right, yeah. and have the dinner ready for the kids, or whatever. And, I, and so, what I'm hearing is that your relationship, the dynamic of you being the breadwinner, him um, doing his other thing, it works because he takes initiative in all the other areas that you don't have the mental capacity for. Is that
1: true? Yeah, like I had someone message me as well. Like, I would just be so afraid that if I did that, all my partner would do is like play video games. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the if difference. Not, like if, if that is what person. you're not with. Right. If that is what would happen, that's on power couple. That's not that's not gonna work. Like then that's probably what's going on right now, except he just also happens to have a job. And you know, we both have our lazy days, and I'm like really encouraging of that, but overall it's like there's a lot of support and that's not an issue that that would be an issue
0: yeah Yeah. you must have known i mean obviously before making the decision you must have known he wasn't going to be that kind of person otherwise you wouldn't have done it if there was any red flag in your brain that he was just going to sit on the couch all day you wouldn't have done it right
1: right because even when he was working his job, like gone all day. It's like he still was the one like, "Okay, and then I'm going to go to the grocery store and pick up stuff for dinner." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I would feel so bad even though he did not mind, but I'm like, I could not imagine working all day and then going to the grocery store to pick up dinner. Like that sounds like my nightmare. Like that. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I I would be I would get home and
0: Uber Eats like right away. <laughs>
1: really? Sometimes that's our, sometimes that's like one of our things that will annoy me is like, I will secretly want to order in food. And he, he's like, he just doesn't, cause I, I had a single dad that had a business. So we did eat out a lot and stuff. So I like that. That's, that's like my comfort food ordering in or going out. Like that's, that's like, you know, whereas cooking is more of a special occasion in my brain, but he's like opposite. Um, yeah. And so sometimes I'll like really be like craving something that I want to order in. And he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'll whip something up. We have something here. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And it's like, and then
0: on, on the rare occasions that they do suggest, like when, when Daniel suggests, like, are you hungry? Do you want to order something? I'm like, yes, thank you for asking. It's the
1: best thing ever. But then I'll, then like, you know, when you have to hint at it, like I should just (laughs) say it, but I'm not going to, I'm like, I just was really like not wanting to have to cook and clean up. He's (laughs) like. About. he's like no no babe we got this in the fridge there's a, we got and you're like no but uh, I was like Taylor, you don't cook though like why is cooking at home extra work for you when someone like it's just the same thing as going out so you're sitting on here your, like I'm cooking it for you
0: I know especially with kids right you're gonna go out with kids well it's like the same same amount of energy it
1: takes yeah <sighs> I love it there's that. just something special about ordering food in
0: yeah it's easy it's convenient I
1: know I'm the same yeah. way it?
0: Um so now, how so how long has it been now that this dynamic in your relationship? Um, how long has it been since he since he's retired?
1: It's been about a year and a half.
0: Okay, okay. And so what what would you say what would you say, if anything, are you are you guys facing any roadblocks now or have you kind of worked through everything and you feel really good with where it's at?
1: I would say that right now I feel really good. I was thinking about that last night because I feel like, but I also think like, this is the thing I do think a healthy relationship, like back to the power of power couples. Like I think sometimes people are quick to think like, oh, we have these issues it's not right. Like, I just don't think people are educated much on relationships and marriage. I think that's like a big issue in in the world. And like, again, I'm being very honest, like that it's not perfect. And like, I don't know. I don't know. Like nobody knows what's in store for the future, but I just think that it's so important to have open communication, which means you're going to say the things that are bothering you and you're going to work on them and like always working on things. So I feel like there's always something we're working on, to be honest, that we're like cleaning up, that we're making better. Um, But I will say a lot of the stuff that we've moved through. And I also say, I think there's little bits of it that we're still getting clear on. And there is a little bit of sacrifice right now, like in terms of him having something he's super passionate about. It's like, yeah. And we have a lot going on and babies and little ones, and we're in a very transitional um, stage. And just like, I'm trying to keep my business as simple as possible, but also like, you know, we created a lifestyle where it's like, and we do have to make incredible money to sustain this. It's like, now's not the time to go investing crazy in the real, in real estate or like flip houses or start another business. Like, it's, it's, so there is a little bit of sacrifice as well. That's just like open communication and dreaming together and talking about all the ideas, even the millions that we probably will never do. Um, and that's been really, really good for us, like dreaming about the future and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that you brought that up. I think so many so many people don't realize it's, I think we can simplify relationships. I think it comes down to, do you share values? Do you share a vision, right? Values and yeah. vision. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it sounds like, so what you guys do um, is sit down, right? Do you sit down and, you know, kind of re, uh, re-recover the, the vision, the shared vision? Do you do you bring it up often? Do you um, Does that help you stay connected and, you know, make sure, okay, we're still on the same page, we're good um how often do you kind of sit down and
1: just and do that and dream about the future I love I love that you know this is the thing is that it's not really like a formal sit like do you you know and and maybe you guys do this I don't know but like you hear a lot on podcasts like once a week we sit down we go over a calendar we do not do that like I could not get him to do that like we just don't he will not even look at a calendar okay like I remember one time like years ago I tried to get him to like budget and like write down how much he spends and he's like I never did it. And I just like, thought, cause I heard people talking about that. Like, you know, no, we can't do anything like that. But I also say like, we talk about that like every day. Like that's just like a normal, that's like probably one of our most common conversations. Like we just do talk about like, whether it's just like things we're going to do on our property or at our house, or wouldn't it be cool if we, what if we invested in this type of real estate or this type, or what if we had this type of business or this type of, but, like we think about all these things. Um, yeah. So when you said that, like values and vision a hundred percent, because that's like what we can always go back to is like, we're both in this for the same thing. Like we both have the same things we care about. There's not, I I think our values are completely aligned. I can't think of anything right now where it's like, "Mm, this doesn't really line up. And I think that is so crucial. And then, especially if you're like, and I think this is why so many people struggle and us too, when you're having little ones, especially if you have a a few really quickly, it's like, that is so hard. And there's just, there's a lot of sacrifice on both ends. I still think more on the mother's end, but on both ends for sure. Yeah, especially if you have the same values. And that's why like talking about vision, basically every, probably every single day is so, so crucial. So it's just become like a natural, like chit-chatty conversation, not really like a formal sit down. And maybe one day it will. Like, I think if we ever were to like, literally start another business or put a lot of money or effort into something, it will be more of a bigger conversation. But maybe not, because maybe by the time we get there, it'll kind of be like when when he quit his job and we moved, it'll just be like, well, we've been talking about this for two years or three years or five years or whatever it ends up being. Let's do it. Like we're ready. We talked about it enough. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that. No, we we don't have formal <laughs> sit-downs either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have heard that. You know, schedule, schedule the this, schedule this, schedule this. And it's like as, as mothers, at least of young kids, I have to, I already have to schedule enough. Otherwise my life is just like, things are already on the calendar. I don't need to put relationship conversations on the calendar. So I I love that you brought that up. I I think if it's not a natural thing that comes up, that might be something to look at. Like if it doesn't just come up naturally talking about future, like that might be something to look at. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, Okay. So let's, let's go. So pressure. So you you mentioned pressure and I love that you mentioned that a couple of minutes ago. Um, So let's say a woman is listening to this and and she really wants to do this. She wants to at least explore the idea of her husband or boyfriend or whoever retiring or partner. And her biggest fear is, is that pressure, right? Feeling that pressure from somebody who has done it and you've felt, I mean, minimal. Well, pressure. It sounds like, what would you say are the ingredients to, to really not feeling that pressure? I do. I know it's possible. Um, but yeah, what would you say? What would you say you either have to work through personally or what, what needs to be done to avoid that that pressure, the feeling pressure?
1: I feel like it was two things. I think, I think partially like when we were kind of in a phase where it was like yeah like figuring out how he was contributing and what his thing was and what our roles were again even though mine didn't really change but it kind of did it kind of like it, it kind of like got bigger right and more important um to be honest i feel like part of it for me this is one of those things where it's like is anyone going to get this but i'm sure they will was like a need to be recognized and that's hard when someone else is also like Needing to be recognized. And I think that's where, like, masculine and feminine dynamics of like, one thing that women can be really good at is like emasculating their man and like making them feel unimportant. And so, if they're in a transitional phase, oh, that's, and then you're also like, well, I need to be recognized because I'm doing everything right now and I'm making all the money. That is a recipe for disaster. (laughs) So, for me, it was like, it was honestly a big part of it was just the awareness of like, oh, literally all I'm needing craving right now is like a pat on the back, like recognition, like someone to tell me how great I am. And number one, sometimes the harsh reality of that is like, that's your job. I do think your partner should be able to give that to you, but like above all, because there might be a time where your partner can't, there might be a time where your friend can't like, and people won't, you have to be able to give that to yourself. So part of the issue is like, I was waiting for other people. Cause no one in my family or friendship was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. I'm so proud of you. Everybody was like, what are you doing? I'm so confused. Like, have you thought about all these things? Like, this makes no sense. Like, what are you thinking? Like, so uh, uh, I didn't realize that in the exact moment, luckily I realized it pretty quickly. It was like, Oh, I'm just, I just didn't get what I was expecting of like, I think people should be telling me that I'm a complete badass and doing an amazing job. That's what people should be telling me. Okay, great. That instantly made me start feeling better. Cause I was like, oh, well, that's just the truth. Other people just don't get it. That's fine. Um, and I will say I wasn't giving that either because it kind of felt like, and this sounds so harsh. I don't really exactly mean it like this, but it kind of felt like there, like w- there wasn't really anything to praise at the moment because we were in such a transition of like, we ha- neither of us had any clue what was going on, but I think if you're the one having the realization, I was just like, when I kind of noticed something in our relationship, I always just kind of like, to be like okay, but is my side of the street completely clean? Because I'm really good at being like, well, he's not doing this. I'm so good at that. <laughs> well, he's women not are great at that. That's one of our greatest skills as women. <laughs> oh, great. I found something he's not, he's not doing perfectly. Okay. But are you doing that? No. So literally just starting to do that, praise myself and then be able to like tell him where, where he's so appreciated in, instant dynamic change that
0: easy. Yep. Yep. I, I love that you brought that up. I have found something I've been so guilty of is I want that recognition first. It's an ego thing, right? It's an ego thing. It's, (laughs) it's, it's, well, I could give you recognition. I could tell you how great you're doing. I want it first. I'm the woman. I want, give me it first and then I'll give it back. That is something I, I I don't know about you. I had to work through that. That's what it felt like. like, And that's again, recipe for disaster. (laughs) <laughs> so I absolutely agree. Um I love that. I so do you do you think do you think if you work through those things if you if you start being your own cheerleader no matter what and you you trust that you're with somebody who does see it and they will um you know they will give it to you. You just have to, you know, like you'll get there. But do you, do you believe that is that really that's really it. That's the main thing is yeah, do you do you think that's the main thing to really work through any fears of of pressure or feelings of pressure?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there might be some more practical things too as well of like, but those were in place. Like yeah. I was feeling stressed about money. I was feeling like maybe my whole business is going to fall apart now and I'm going to be that person who made it big and then lost it all. Like that came up, but that I could not I wasn't afraid of that coming up because I could have never expected those feelings to come up. I had never experienced that in my whole life. And maybe my parents have or whatever, but not that I knew of, not that I have ever heard of. So it's like, I don't think, I mean, I was literally thinking like, okay, great. I'm literally like one of those, like people that plays sports or something like, yeah, he was a millionaire. And then he bought a nice house and lost everything, including his really, they literally like that. I would be like, just sitting in, this is like, so first world problem, bougie. I'd be sitting in the hot tub crying. Like <laughs> I ruined my whole life. Everything's my whole life. <laughs> Oh, just enjoy it while I can. Yeah. So hormonal.
0: Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. No, seriously. I mean, look, look when, when, you know, when we say, oh, it's the hormones, it usually actually is. And I think <laughs> I need to understand that
1: it's a real thing. It's a real it thing. It really is. Yeah. So here I thought like, I'm going to be thriving. I have like you know, a one-year-old and I'm not breastfeeding. And I'm finally like feeling like I'm in my my body again. And this is going to be amazing. And the next thing you know, you're like in your second trimester, just changed every single detail of your life. Hormones are crazy. You still have the one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and when we moved, Ruby stopped sleeping. Like she was my perfect sleeper. And then when we moved, she was like, Doing this thing where it's like she'd be up at two thirty for the day, three a.m. for the day. Oh my god! Like it was so hard. That like I kind of think back to that and I'm like that 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 was literally trauma. Like that was traumatic. Oh yeah, I
0: talk about I, I haven't talked about this really, but to people in my life, um, yeah, my second baby like first first month was like I think I have PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> so like truly, this stuff is not a joking matter. Like it's, it's real. We're laughing, but we're like, ah, ah, trauma. we're happened. laughing.
1: Cause it's like, I cannot believe that happened. Yeah. Like I can't believe I'm still here after that. <laughs>
0: truly. truly. So yeah. where, okay. No, I, I, okay. Okay. So all the pros I, I want, I want us to hear now. I, I want people listening to this. Um, we've talked a lot about the, you know, the issues or the, the yeah. potential problems and the, all that, which I love because we need to talk about that. But what are all the pros? Like, what are your favorite pros of this being your relationship dynamic, you being the breadwinner? Um, what is, what what are your favorite parts of it? Like, what is, what makes it so worth it for you guys?
1: I mean, you know, getting your meals cooked for you and all that is great, but I will say that the best part is, Truly, I feel like we could do anything, any minute of any day. Like we just have, cause yes, I have calls and stuff, but it's like, I can move those around and they're, they're far and be between, like, they're not like taking away from our life. I just, I love that feeling of like, I just love feeling like we can just do, do anything. I like feeling that we're both seeing everything with our kids, like everything, even with the nanny. It's like, that's why we have, that's why we personally chose a nanny because we have a big house and it's just easy. It's like, nice. I like, I can, I, every time I walk out, like I give them a hug, I see what they're doing. If anything new has happened, I get to see it and like freak out. Like, it's great. I like that. And, and not to throw a con in, in the pros, but like, it's kind of like one of the pros is that we literally see everything together. The con of that is like, we have a little less to talk about sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's also really special. And I'm like, that's the best part. I'm just glad that a, we have like these memories together. Neither of us are missing anything. And B it's the little things. It's like, I hate grocery shopping, but it is like when I'm really like not able to focus and not wanting to work. Like last week, one of the days I felt like that. I was like, I just can't, I can't think I can't write. And we went to Walmart, Frankie and I together. <laughs> it's like, you know, while the kids were being watched at like at noon, like And that's so basic and not that special, but it's like you, it's easy to forget that like Mm -hmm. most people can't do that, you know? So I, I really like I like those two pieces the most. It's the choice. It's the options. It's the freedom, And it makes it feel worth it. That was the thing that was missing when I was growing all this success. We didn't have, we didn't have, like, it was just, it, it kind of felt sometimes like, wait, why am I doing this again? Like what? what is it giving you besides like a fat savings account, which is great. But at a certain point you're like, what's the point anymore? And then what's so cool about right now is I'm like, you know, of course, certain things that we have do cost a decent amount of money, but the things that are really special and really matter, like actually don't cost anything. And so it's just interesting to see. And, and I think that keeps me like grounded and, I think I have gotten into more alignment than ever with my own values and priorities. Business is here to stay. Um, But I just feel like so much more aligned. I don't feel like I'm chasing goals to chase goals in my ego and to like, I just feel like I'm doing it because it's creating so much freedom for us and we appreciate it. And like, we have this amazing life we're building. And like that, it just has made my work feel so much more aligned and purposeful.
0: Wow. I love that. I I couldn't, I couldn't love that more. That's I think, um, I think a lot of women are asking, are still asking themselves that, you know, especially women that are considering this shift in the dynamic of their relationship. It's why, right? Mm -hmm. Why would I be doing it? Mm -hmm. What what would it actually be bringing me or us or our family? And I think you sum that up perfectly. It's the choice. It's the option. It's the, and it's just the knowing it's, it's being able to sit there and work or do whatever you're doing and just know, Oh, we could like we could we could actually hop on a plane if we wanted to <laughs> tomorrow. We could actually go and do something that's not on the calendar. We could go do it tomorrow. We could go do it next week. We could. Um, I, I love that, and I I don't know anybody that doesn't want that. <laughs> so I think that's something to look at um, for women that are going to listen to this and and are considering that shift in the dynamic of their relationship. It's do, do you value choice? Do you value options? Do you value that kind of freedom? If you do, it might be a smart move. Would you, would you
1: agree? I mean, yeah, I think everyone should do it. I think they should just be prepared that like your relationship is going to grow and stretch in that. It's all, it's all good. I think, I think that's the scary part of it, but it's like, it's so good. It's so worth it.
0: Yep. And would you say, did you, did you really have to get intentional with tuning out the noise even more so? Because it is non-traditional. It is a non-traditional choice. So my last question to you is for women that do want to do it, they've kind of already decided there's still some fears, but they do want to do it eventually. Did you, did you have to get very intentional with maybe not listening to particular family members or outside noises or social media, of course? Um, What did you have to do regarding that in order to make the transition easier Um, for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good at not listening to family. (laughs) I bet like a lot of like successful women have had to gain that skill. (laughs) Um, And you know, one thing I've noticed is like the biggest thing that comes up with family, not just about this, like I'm talking about like anything. And I'm sure everyone has seen this. Like when you think, if you kind of feel like my family's not supportive, whatever, like at least I know that there is like actual, like toxic family members who are horrible, but for the most part, I think a loving family member that is just worried about you or simply doesn't get it. Usually in my experience, I've seen this with Frankie's family and mine. They're just like, Oh, why, what are you doing? Like, they don't get, I I don't, a lot of people will say like, Oh, I don't get it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you hear this too. I hear that about what I do. I still don't get what you do. And that used to be so annoying. And now I'm like, I think it's cute. Like, of course you don't like, I barely even do. Like, I definitely, I never knew it existed. Like when I first started and if you're not in it, you're not going to get it because it's, it's not for you. And so I think in my mind, I've just realized, like, if anybody is saying something out of just like, they don't get it. It's just, that's, that's the whole thing. I'm like, I'm doing something that isn't even like in, in other people's reality. So I don't take that personal, but I will say that is why in the online space, like I, I did record this, like when I was kind of like, uh, what did you call it? Delusional optimism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recorded some podcasts on this topic before, like right when this transition happened. Um, and I recorded one recently. That's why I love that we're doing this topic. Cause you didn't know this. And I, we deleted it. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm really ready to talk about it because it was just, I was too angry and fired up and like taking things <laughs> a little too personal. And I was, it was terrible if Casey ever hears this, she's going to just die. But I, I told my assistant, I was like, you know, and I kind of thought she'd say, no, it was so good. I was like, you know, I'm kind of feeling like maybe we shouldn't post that one. I feel like I was a little bit like triggered and you know, whatever. And and she re- responded. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta love You gotta love the honesty. Oh my God. <laughs> you are not supposed to say that, but it was true. So that's why I don't, I don't really talk about it very much because it's like, I think it's important. I think it's, when you have an online social media-based business, which I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this do, I just want to say it's okay to keep some things private. And it can feel really special too. And so it's not a secret that Frankie is retired, but I will say a lot of people who didn't follow me a year and a half ago don't even realize. Um, and when I say it, they're like, oh, what? I didn't realize. But I, I kind of like it. And I've learned like there's there's value in people not knowing every single thing until you're, until, or unless you're really at a point where you're like, I don't really care. Cause you will, you will get comments, especially if you're successful. And some of them are like a little triggering or annoying or mean or whatever.
0: And look, all the comments that you're going to get, as in women who listen to this, it, it's all from people that don't think it's possible. that do They
1: and don't, don't live- get it again, just like family. That's my, that's my thing now. It's like, if they're saying something from a place of, they just don't get it. I'm not going to take it personal. That's kind of been the thing I've realized. And especially with family, that's helped relationships so much because I'm not feeling unloved or unseen. I'm able to just see like, they don't get it. And of course they don't get it because who else do I know that's doing it? Very few people, just a few random people I've met on the internet. Like you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You you don't, you don't get it. That's okay, cool. <laughs> that, that's I can- literally how I respond. Like, I just kind of laugh. I'm like, I know, like, yeah. I know you don't get it. Like, I know it's confusing. Like, and I don't try to, I don't try to explain myself. I don't, because I don't want to say they don't care, but it's like, they don't really care because they don't get their. Everyone's just more concerned about their own life. And that's okay. I think that's an okay thing to accept. Of course, I think you should have relationships with people who do care about your life and care more about just themselves than I think with certain things. Um, you know, like people who are, who are at Thanksgiving with you, whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 No, I just want to say, thank you. Thank you for talking about this. I didn't know you had recorded a podcast. Oh my gosh. I know. it was meant to be, it's meant to be. It really was. I feel like it was better like, like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's not an easy one to talk about, which is why I was like, hoping that you'd be open to talking about it. Um, and, and look, it is helpful though. It's, it's definitely, this conversation is going to be helpful for so many women because yeah, nobody's talking about it. And and a lot of people do just keep it secret the, the women that are thriving, they're the breadwinners. They're just, they don't, they don't really talk about it. And so here's the women out there that are successful. They maybe, even they already have the family, but they're both working and they just, they want to change, but they're like, I don't, I don't know how to navigate it. And I don't know if it's going to ruin my entire relationship. Yeah. You know? So I love that you can be that example, you know, even if it's quietly, <laughs> I love, I do love that you, c- you can be that example for women that yeah, they, they do want that, but they don't really know if it's yeah. If it's going to ruin the whole relationship. So you're here to say it doesn't ruin the relationship. It requires work. It requires, I, I love what you touched on. Um, yeah, the values, communication, the vision, communication, um, anything, anything else you want to say that women who are considering this shift in their relationship need to know?
1: I mean, I feel like we said it. I just think the biggest thing is like be delusional. I think that serves us so much. And just like, I just think no matter what you're thinking about doing in your relationship as a successful woman, I think being being okay that like there will be whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Road bumps, ups and downs. I don't, I think ups and downs a little extreme, but like there's always going to be, because you are such a growth oriented person, there's always going to be room for growth in your relationship. And that is not actually a red flag. The red flag is when they are completely unwilling and you have different values, like you said, and there's just no common thread between you guys of vision or, future or like that's the red flag but a red flag is not like needing to have constant open communication growth because guess what it's the same thing going on in your business isn't it and with money constant communication whether that's journaling looking at it planning and growth and and like we don't we don't think that's a red flag about our business so I just think that's like something we don't hear a lot it's like especially in the real world I think we're so big into like gossip and I, you know, it's like, you're so quick to like, screw him. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just like an easy, you oh, know, yeah. we, easy button. We, this world we live in
0: is just, well, call it quits. or we're done. I'm done. Screw that. Yeah. Like I, I love, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. I love that. Cause it's so true. It's so true. It's not a red flag. Needing to communicate consistently is not a red flag. And it's not a red flag if if your man says, or your woman says, nope, I'm not open to it. Because look, <laughs> look where you came. It took however many conversations, but yeah. But you decided that was what you wanted. You knew in the back of your mind, that was what you wanted. And so you, you let the conversation keep unfolding, right? Unfolding and happening. And you got to the point where you are. So I love it, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Where can people go and see your family and your husband (laughs) and your whole
1: dynamic? (laughs) Um, I would say the best two places to come hang out are my podcast, since you're already listening to a podcast, which is Normalizing Millions with Taylor Lee. And then Instagram is where I share like the behind the scenes stories every day. Um, And that is at underscore the Taylor Lee. We'll put it all in the show notes.
0: Um, thank you so much for talking about this again. I can't believe I did not know you guys, I did not know that Taylor had recorded a podcast on this and deleted. I didn't hear the whole story. So that was I know you did it. That's so what you said and I was out. like, oh my God, that's perfect. <gasps> and it was a couple months ago, so I'm feeling better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And look, the, the way that you let me just say the way that you answered all the of- the question is just talk, you, you're so open. I didn't, I didn't see any sense of like being triggered. So I don't but know. Maybe that that's why, everyone.
1: like, I, I kind of felt like that podcast I recorded was like a therapy appointment. Like I got to oh, like sure. talk everything out. And like, I was like, I was reading people's messages and yeah. like, I was, I was like going at it, but it was good because I got to get really solid. Cause some of the things I was like, you know, like, oh, yeah, we kind of have had an issue there. Like, because it was like at first, it was easy, like, no, it's going to be perfect. It didn't happen. Then, oh my God, we could talk about this forever. I cannot. But uh-huh. then it's like, oh, actually, there have been some things. Oh my God. And then getting mad. And then, because that's like what I, that's like the Taurus in me. I'm like, screw you. I'm pissed off now. But then getting to process it. So I think now was the perfect time to talk about it. And that's another thing. It's a, like, let yourself process stuff, like, record podcasts you don't post not out of perfectionism, but just out of like, okay, I was a little triggered in that. Like maybe that was more just therapy, journal, write, have open communication, have people in your life who can have those conversations with you. Cause um, I'm glad that you came up with this topic. Like I would not have even thought to talk about this cause I don't talk about it a lot. And um, just having people talk about like, you know, Lauren and I, we don't talk every single day all day, but it's like, it's nice to have someone that's kind of going through very similar things that's willing to be real about it because yeah, social media is the highlight. Cause that's our job. Like we're showing you what we've mastered. we we're showing you what's, you know, what's good. And, and it's nice to have like other women in your life. And maybe you have to be the woman that's willing to go first, like send a message to someone and spill the tea on your life and like be willing to be open and real. See yeah. what you get back because that's like so healing and helpful. So I'm grateful that you and I have connected and that you got to like hold the space for this conversation. So thank you.
0: Oh, ah, I love that. <laughs> about being emotional um yeah i love that last note too that women who are listening to this like don't be afraid to make that first yeah reach out or if, you, if especially if you're feeling like you need to get something off your chest you need to have a conversation with somebody who's willing to maybe reciprocate and be real um i love that little unexpected tip of just don't be afraid to be the first to you know yeah make, or reach out
1: because we all need it i think a lot i mean i have so many women who tell me like i don't have any women to talk to and i'm like that's horrible. Like, and you might have to be the one to go first. And if I, I'm sure not everyone's a coach, but if you're a coach, it's a little weird. Cause it's kind of like, what do we do? We pay each other to talk to each other. <laughs> right. That's no, like, I, you don't want to cross a boundary, but I just want to tell you like worst case scenario, whatever, like they're not willing to talk for free. They're not looking for friendship, but I promise you that more people are looking for friendship than you realize.
0: Oh my God. That's like, That's going to be like our second podcast. (laughs) We'll talk about that (laughs) another time, guys. Bye. No, no. That's such a good topic. I have a lot to say on that because I, all my friends are like coaches, mentor, like I totally get that. That's anyway, that's a whole conversation. Um. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was so good. And it's going to be so helpful, like so helpful, so insightful as well. Thank you. And we'll put, yeah, we'll put all your links, put Taylor's links in the show notes and Yeah. And we'll have another, this, this will be part one. We'll have another one for sure. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Yay. Thank you.